Welcome to the Transparent Dad Podcast, the show where we dive deep into the heart of fatherhood and explore ways to bridge the generational gap for the fatherless generation. I'm your host, Desmond, and I'm excited to embark on this journey with you as we uncover insights, share stories, and engage in meaningful conversations. Whether you're a dad, a father figure, or someone looking to understand the impact of fatherlessness, this podcast is here to provide transparency, guidance, and a sense of community. So let's dive in and explore how we can reshape the narrative and create a stronger foundation for the generations to come. So in today's episode, we will be discussing the challenges that the fatherless generation faces and the strategies we can implement to bridge the gap. So today we're going to be talking about choosing your identity as a father. Fatherhood is a journey that often challenges us to define who we are as individuals while also nurturing the lives we've helped bring into this world. Keyword that we have helped bring into this world. Let's grab some paper, maybe maybe your favorite beverage or even maybe while you're driving in, I want you to just think of a few things. Um, today, we're going to have a, a transformative conversation on fatherhood and really looking at some generational healing because the reality is that uh, a lot of us as fathers are scarred. We're like really broken, <laughs> like beat up broken. Um, and it's not it's not our fault, but it's just based on the past. And uh, our goal definitely in this season is really saying, how do we heal from that? And I'm going to start by saying that one of the things that my therapist told me a couple of weeks back, um, it may have been maybe a month or two, was it's okay to not be okay, but don't stay there. Just don't stay there. So as we think through these points and these different um, areas today, I want you to really think about which one sits in with you. So I don't want to be here before you long. So let's just really dive into it a little bit. First and foremost, embracing authenticity. This is real because when you think about embracing authenticity, uh, it's understand you have to understand that it's really easy to fall into the trap of societal expectations. Um, but being authentic fathers means that you're staying true to your values and also your beliefs. Uh, when we're embracing authenticity, we we have to understand that we're we're discussing like how fathers can break free from stereotypes, explore like their genuine selves, and maybe even creating like that meaningful connection uh, with your kids based on maybe the openness and honesty. So, uh, for me, I can tell you, I have a lot of conversations with Desmond and also with Brooklyn on um, what my past looked like, but I don't let them sit there. I, I give them an action with a reaction. So, for example, the other week, um, Desmond was looking at some pictures and he said, hey, dad, where's your daddy? And I had to be true with him to say, well, you know, my daddy didn't live with me. And and that was I could see his gear spinning. Another moment is uh, when we're looking at uh, just the societal norms of daddy being um being present in uh in their lives is just saying hey I care and I want to be here and I have to be evident and so present that I will sacrifice being with them more than I will go after something else and so in having these conversations and being authentic about it is also really being real you have to get to the point that you're not doing this just for the gram 
Daz, let me be clear. We're not fathering fathering just for the gram. We're not fathering just so that uh, we can get a couple more likes. Yes, I get it. Instagram pays you. Facebook may pay you. Uh, yes, you may get more views. Whatever the case may be, I, I get you all. Everyone wants to be an influencer, but being an influencer online is different than being an influencer in real life. Influencing the lives of your kids or influencing... Uh, Stepping in the gap for maybe another father who's not ready to be there yet or making sure that you are um, influencing maybe you're over a student group or kids group, whatever that looks like. Influencing in real life is different than influencing on social media. Being authentic in real life can easily spew over. And yes, it can be shown and evident, but you don't have to always be the one to say, look at me. Make sure that as you're having these conversations, as you're having these moments that you're really embracing, is this real? And if it's not, figure out how to make it real. Number two, prioritizing your presence. So we know that there's a world full of distractions. We know that being present is, of course, that greatest gift a a father can give. That is that's ideal. We know that. Um. So when we're talking about the importance of being present and prioritizing that presence, it's really understanding that we we have to really delve into the strategies that help fathers be fully engaged um, in their children's lives. So that means, of course, making sure you're fostering that strong bond, right? And also leaving those lasting memories, whether that's a trip. I heard someone tell me the other day that um, they take their daughter on a date and then they take their son on a date. And for me, I was like, yo, that's brilliant. I'm always taking both of them with me. But I never thought, hey, what does it look like to maybe go take Brooklyn out to get ice cream or go take Desmond um, maybe to uh, go buy shoes? Whatever the case may be. It doesn't have to be big. It could be just something as simple as saying, hey, we're going to go for a walk. It's just me and you. But that presence is creating that lasting memory. You know, one of the things that I always prided myself on was that when we travel, we travel with our kids. Now, granted, my therapist said, hey, you need to figure out how to travel on your own. I get it. That makes sense. But um, (laughs) it it was something that I felt was creating those memories as a family immediately, because for me, I didn't have that. And so one of the things that you have to understand is when you're prioritizing your presence, make sure that you're not prioritizing your pain. Let me say that again. When you're prioritizing your presence, make sure you're not prioritizing your pain. That means make sure that you're not feeling your presence with the pain or the absence that you felt in your past. Make sure that as you're operating and navigating through the journey of uh, being present in your children's lives, that you are uh, truly doing it, like we said, from point one, from an authentic place. Oftentimes we say, if I can do this, it's going to help my kids understand that they don't ever have to feel this. And that's fine. Sure, that, that happens. But always ensure that you're doing this and at least try as best as you can to do this from a place of truly wanting to be present. Because at the end of the day, that's how we create those real lasting memories. Number three, embracing change and growth. This is this is hard. Because for some of us, we, we don't like change. For me, I am a consistent person. But for, um, for others, it, it is a... Um, how do I say this? For others, it's it's a journey of change. Change change doesn't always go well for some men. Um, 
for some men they like it they like it a lot they like to see change on a regular and that's that's you but when you're looking at embracing change and growth fatherhood of course is that journey of constant growth and adaptation um when we're 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 when we're embracing change and growth, we're, of course, having to explore how fathers can navigate those challenges, like learning from experiences. So learning from maybe uh, things that have happened in your past, maybe modeling resilience, meaning understanding what it means to sit up all night with your child uh, and rock them while they're sick versus the mother having to do it. Or uh, maybe ensuring that the family has breakfast every Saturday morning, whatever that may look like. Um, ultimately, of course, becoming that role model of continuing continual self-improvement. So one of the things that I've been really keen on and big on is I want my children to see that I care about my health. I need them to understand the importance of good health. And so over the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of months, I've made some minor but major adjustments. So I, first and foremost, I stopped drinking adult beverages. Now it was twofold. One, I just felt as if um, I needed a break. Uh, second part was that I needed to make sure that I wasn't coping my frustrations with my uh, drinking. And then the third part was, let's be honest, the brown, it definitely adds more crowns around the waistline. So I needed to ensure that uh, I brought that back a little bit. And so uh, in doing so, when I go out, I order water or order maybe lemonade. And so the other day it was funny because one of the kids, we were ordering food and uh, they, they asked, what would you like to drink? And my son responded and said, everyone to take water. Why? Because he understands the rhythm. Uh, the other thing was the other day when I was walking out the door, my daughter said, daddy, you going to go work out? And that is a reminder and also uh, clear that she knows when daddy's leaving the house is not always for work, but it also could be to work out and better his health. So, you have to understand how do you embrace that change and growth. You got to understand how do you make sure that your children know that um, that daddy wants to continue to grow. One thing that my children also know is daddy loves to read. They know that I love to find a good book. But the way that we also embrace that change is what do we watch? What are we feeding our eyes with? And so one of the some things that something that we do uh, is we try to make sure that we're watching something educational at least once a, once a day or maybe once throughout the week so that they see and understand we are always learning. Just like they go to school to learn, daddy and mommy also have to have the mindset of learning. Number four, communicate with compassion. If I had to say an area that I am working on, it's this one right here. Communicate with compassion. Growing up, my family shared and they showed compassion, but how we vocalized it was different. My wife laughs because even when it comes to interacting with my mom and I, we, we could yell at each other for five whole minutes. And then on the seventh and eighth minute, you would think nothing's ever wrong with us. And, and that is how we communicate. Not saying that it's a healthy way. I truly believe now in this day and age, it is very toxic, but I also know that it could definitely um, be a a process here, right? Uh, so one of the things that I looked look at when we're effect when we're communicating with compassion is um, understanding that effective communication lies at the heart of any strong relationship. Effective communication lies at the heart of any strong relationship. Um, our fourth point really is one of those things to understanding that when you're communicating with compassion, you're really diving into the art of active listening. 
empathetic dialogue, and also creating a safe space for your children to express themselves without the fear of judgment. I'm going to say it again. When, when, you're, when you're communicating with compassion, it is creating a sense and an art of active listening, empathetic dialogue, and also creating a safe space for your children to express themselves without the fear of judgment. One thing that Desmond and Brooklyn know is daddy will stop and I will listen. I try not to, if they say I have a question or dad, can I talk to you? I try not to say, wait, there are moments, let's be honest, that I have to pull back and say, hey, give me a quick second. But I always come back because what you don't want to happen is that your children say that work was more important than them. What you don't want to happen is uh, that they don't feel that they can talk to you. When I pick the children up from school, I typically put the phone down and I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what's taking place within their day. How, how did their day go? That is super important to me. And then, of course, knowing that uh, when we are having this, when we're having these conversations, we're having the conversations based on we're having the conversations based on a, a sense of um, care and concern. People must know, I'm sorry, your children must know that, that, you, that, that, that you love them, that you care for them, but most of all, that, that they can talk to you. If they don't feel that they can talk to you, guess what's happening? They're going to go find someone else to talk to. Or they're going to find something that will respond to their feelings or their emotions. Last thing, balance and self-care. This is probably the second area that I can say I struggle with. Um, A role, of course, a father is um, often intertwined in multiple responsibilities. We're always wearing multiple hats. And a later episode, we're just going to we're going to talk about how we break a lot of bias um, barriers. So when we're looking at... um, the idea of what a father or a man looks like, we're going to talk about how do we break some of those bias barriers? Because I can tell you for myself, those barriers have been shattered <laughs> based on what I saw growing up. Uh, and, and it's because this is how our life is today. And so uh, we're definitely talking about this, but when we're looking at the balance and the self-care um, area is knowing that we have multiple responsibilities. So uh, we have to figure out how do we take care of ourselves? How do we take care of our mental space? How do we take care of our reset? And I know that there's this trend right now of go on a quick trip on your own. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of it because one, that's a lot of extra energy for me. For me though, I sit in this mindset and I grew up watching Diddy. Um, I watched a lot of um, Jay-Z. I watched how these these moguls now operated. And I won't ever forget something that Diddy said was he said, I live off of four hours of sleep. I realized very quickly that if I could live off of less sleep, I'm able to get more done in a day. But it's not so much about the less sleep that really hit home for me. It was also knowing when is my reset. And so my reset does, I created was I can live off of five hours of sleep Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, I must receive at least eight. I take five Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, I must get eight. What that does is it allows me to reset, but what it also does is it ensures that my body is not always on go. 
other things that I do is I, I have shows that I watch and those help release my mental space. When I'm working, I'm running an entrepreneurship. I am um, being a father. I'm being a husband. I'm being um, a leader in ministry Some at, at some point in time. You know, these, these things that are happening, I'm sitting on boards within a nonprofit. I'm answering questions and being a good friend. I'm counseling from a standpoint of don't, don't do anything stupid. Uh, it, that it takes a lot of energy when you're looking at mentoring. All of those things are, are pulling from you. And something that I even hear even in my um, workouts from uh, Peloton is that, hey, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to make sure that as you're pouring, you're also receiving. And so the same way that we quickly go to charge our phone when we see it at 5% is the same way that I have designing, at least for me, have set a space of saying, where's my recharge going to be? I can tell you every night I watch at least one episode of some type of show every night. It doesn't matter what time it is. doesn't matter what time I finish. I must watch an episode of one type of show to reset. I don't go to bed with the weight of the world on my head. So when you think about creating that balance of self-care, you need to understand that there's some things that you have to highlight. First and foremost is knowing that uh, you, you must maintain your well-being, both physical and mentally. You also have to understand that the juggling of the different parental uh, demands means that you you have to create a list. You have to create a rhythm, a routine. I, I have a friend of mine who is very <laughs> to the point. He's like, yo, this is my schedule. This is my routine. I'm not moving from it. And I used to laugh because I'm like, man, this man is militant. But at the same time, it was his structure that made me a better father. And so all that I'm saying is that when you look at these areas, you have to realize that that could help even create your balance as well as also your self-care. So let's just go over those five points really quickly. The first one is, of course, embracing authenticity. Second, prioritizing your presence. Three, embracing change and growth. Four, communicating with compassion. And then five, balancing uh, self-care, that balancing and self-care. Either way you look at it, at the end of the day, you must care for yourself so that you can, of course, pour for someone else. Uh, like we did, we explored, of course, these uh, five uh, areas. And I, I think that what's really important is knowing that uh, when we look at these points and when we're looking at how they uh, embody who we are and uh, embody even our identity as a father, um, these are just five points. There may be more out there, and I want to hear about them from you. I want you to tell me what, what is something that you take pride in um, definitely as who you are. What makes you you? Remember that the journey to defining your identity as a father is uniquely defined by you. Each lesson contributing to a more meaningful and fulfilling fatherhood experience must truly, truly, truly be set on what you want it to look like. What do you want your children to remember? Thank you. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of the Transparent Dad Podcast. Remember, every story shared, every insight uncovered, brings us one step closer to reducing the generational gap and creating a world where fatherhood is a source of strength and guidance. 
Be sure to subscribe and follow us for upcoming episodes filled with inspiring stories and practical advice. Until next time, stay open, stay engaged, and keep building those transparent connections. Thank you, Transparent Dads. Can't wait to hear more from you.